Welcome to episode 10 of Freedom Through Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Jen Arnimal, from Mind Body Whole Wellness, mindbodywholewellness.com. In this episode, I'll be following up to the last one. So last week was a Soma Yoga practice, a guided practice. And this week, I want to talk a little bit about the benefits Uh, some of the tools to finding mental freedom. So this episode will be about meditation and yoga nidra. And keep in mind that I am simply sharing my experiences as I have found in my own personal practice. Um, I am a relative baby in the spectrum of a lifetime of practicing becoming yoga. I had said that I had practiced yoga for 20 years and I had said that for you know most of my 30s and what I realized when I went back to school and to become a yoga teacher to become a yoga therapist is I realized that I was stretching for 20 years and this practice of becoming yoga is so much more than a physical practice. It is about finding freedom in mind and body, about becoming aware and gaining self-mastery in mind and body. And so for most people, we tend to start with our physical body because it is what we, we can more easily connect to, the gross physical context of our physical bodies. But when we can start to find mastery in our physical body, freedom from pain, freedom from tension, the ability to bring the body to stillness for extended periods of time, we open up the more subtle layers of the body. We open up and have an ability to connect to that internal landscape. And this is where we can start bringing more freedom to our mental layer of our body. And so it is this deeper study of yoga philosophy, of, of the internal practice. Yoga is really a work in. It is not a work out. Um, so this is just a sharing of my personal journey, my personal understanding. Um, there are some fabulous teachers out there. Uh, my school, Yoga North, Somatic Institute in Duluth, Minnesota. You can feel free to check them out on the web. Fantastic school. Whether you're looking to be a yoga teacher or you're simply looking to find more tools for your toolbox for freedom, search them, Google them. Yoga North Duluth, Minnesota. Fantastic school. If you want to become a yoga therapist, it is one of 20 schools in the world that is certified and accredited through the International Association of Yoga Therapists to certify, that has a certified program to teach to that level. Indu Aurora is one of my teachers um, who has, through her work, through her books, through her teaching in person, which um, is always the best way to learn. 
I'm a big book learner, a very uh, much an intellect, intellectual learner. But the best practice is always to learn from a teacher, face-to-face, in-person. Um, there is something energetic about connecting to a teacher, to your guru on that level. So what I'm sharing is just my small baby practice of what I've been experiencing over the last three or four years. Uh, it is by no means <laughs> a complete explanation of either meditation or yoga nidra. These are just my experiences so far as I've been um, finding them in my own body. And it is my intention to be a lifelong student that this practice of becoming yoga is a daily practice. To become, to gain self-mastery through discipline, self-study, and surrender to the process. So from this idea, this um, perspective of yoga philosophy, there are really two purposes of life. One is fulfillment, the other is freedom. Fulfillment from the idea of the ability to just be, to be present in the moment, to be aware, to be mindful, to pay attention um, to the present moment. And freedom to discover and foster, grow our ability to connect inward and remain connected. So yoga, this practice of becoming, not something we do. It's not an exercise. It's not a workout. It is a work in. It is a practice of becoming um, connected internally, overcoming the roaming, rambling tendencies of the mind, um, awareness of our thought patterns, of our habits that are causing us pain and suffering and disconnection, separation. I'd like to read a quote from Indu on spirituality. It is uh, my favorite of all of her posts, of all of her quotes, sorry. Um, I have it typed out and printed out all over my house. It's a screensaver on my phone. The being spiritual is being connected, not to the world outside, but to the one within. Developing the mental faculties to make them sharp and deep enough to reach the inner realms of subtlety is the road to freedom. And I love that. And it is a daily reminder, um, whether I'm looking on my fridge, my bathroom mirror, is that anytime I'm not feeling good, not feeling right, feeling off, uh, it, is, it is usually just a little mental note that I am seeking outside of myself. I am see- seeking externally to be um, satisfied, fulfilled, to find happiness. And it is a reminder to take pause and turn inward that freedom is connection to that internal landscape within me that there's no job, there's no relationship, there's no bank account balance that can create that connection, that can create happiness, that it is an inward journey, it is an inward job. So how do we practice? What is? What are the tools? How do we start to find more freedom in our minds and bodies? And so Soma Yoga is a great practice 
for your physical body. That being said, our mental and our physical bodies are inextricably tied. So when you affect one, you affect the other. So whether you start with body or you start with mind, or you do both, you are affecting change and bringing freedom into both layers, into all the layers of your soma. There are tools to find more freedom. Discipline, self-study, surrender. These three concepts um, come into all of our practices becoming yoga, finding self-mastery. But meditation and yoga nidra are two wonderful practices for cleaning and clearing the mental layer. So they have some similarities and some differences, but they are both techniques for clearing that unconscious mind. And I could do a whole workshop um, just on my limited knowledge of the subjects. They could probably fill a weekend as far as studying um, the functions of our mind, the different mental patterns and habits that cause mental suffering, that make our minds spin out, um, you know, the layers of the body. There's, there's so much depth to this internal work. Um, when, we, we, when we explore the world externally, throughout our lives, through education, through learning, we become scientists and doctors and physicists and astronomers. And, but when we take that intellect and we turn it inward and we start exploring our eternal landscape, we become yogis. We become um, self-masters. And so I've really spent my whole life learning externally and the depth of what we can learn internally is equally, if not more so vast. And so I encourage those who are ready, those who want to go deeper, to learn more, to be more connected, to find more internal freedom, to start looking inward at some of those different landscapes. Find yourself a teacher, a guide, somebody you resonate with. Start reading some books, listening to podcasts, um, Audible, and start finding some practices that you connect with to allow you to start to play and learn and explore that internal landscape that only you have access to. Nobody outside can fix you or show you, like, can explore it for you. All of the work of the subconscious and, um, you know, self-mastery is a, is a job that only you can do for yourself. So back to meditation and yoga, or yoga nidra, sorry. So when we um, are monitoring the different um, levels of brain activity from a neuroscience perspective, we can hook ourselves up to an EEC machine, measure our brain waves, and find that um, as we bring ourselves into these quiet spaces to connect to this internal landscape, the more we shut off externally, the decrease uh, we find in the level of brain activity. So when we're functioning, alert, uh, you know, interacting with our external world, we're functioning with um, beta brain waves. So our conscious activity is about 14 to 30 hertz as measured by the EEG machine. <clears throat> when we can get into a place where we are relaxed, maybe we just woke up from a nap in the hammock, 
we're, our bodies are relaxed, they're still, we're mentally calm, um, we're, our brains are creating alpha waves in the range of 9 to 13 hertz. This is also where we start to find um, the brain waves associated with meditation. So if you've taken your, given yourself five minutes just to sit and connect to your breath, maybe you have a mantra, uh, something that you use to focus the brain, to stay connected to just being in that moment, your brain starts generating alpha waves, these slower brain waves. And then when we dream, so when we go to sleep and we start entering that dream section of the 90-minute sleep cycle, um, our brain is generating theta waves, and they're slower, so 4 to 8 hertz. So this is, um, from a yoga philosophy perspective, where the brain is processing material in the unconscious. It's filing, it's recording information intake from our day-to-day. -day. Uh, it is processing some of the stuff that it is not bringing to the conscious mind. And then another part of that sleep cycle is our delta stage, where we enter dreamless sleep. And this is like the recovery piece of our dream cycle, where brain waves are less than four hertz. So really slow activity. Um, the body is getting its most rest. And this is also in the range where yogis started ex um, experimenting with different practices that they could use to bring themselves through those lighter or those through the, um, through the other layers of sleep and consciousness, bringing themselves from relaxed, from those alpha waves, and cutting through the dreaming state and getting down into that delta, delta state to access that healing, restorative range of brain activity so that they could sleep less. I think that, uh, I think an hour of yoga nidra is equivalent to roughly four hours of sleep so it's really restorative for the, for the body, for the brain, for all the levels of the soma. So a yoga nidra practice will be bringing you um, through those range of 13 down to below 4 hertz of, of the brainwave activity. <clears throat> so where meditation is in that uh, realm of 9 to 13, maybe deep meditation will even bring you into the range of 4 to 8, so Meditation is, is alpha, theta waves. Uh, yoga Nidra, we're gearing towards that delta range of brainwave activity. Some other practices, or another practice that is useful for cleaning and clearing the mental layer, more on the, on the conscious layer, is just the simple practice of contemplation. Giving yourself quiet time, whether it's journaling, whether it's being out in nature and just <clears throat> being present, self-study, doing personal development work, um, intentional thinking. Really, dig, uh, for some people, they like talking, like talk therapy, um, you know, art therapy, journaling, where you're taking intentional time to contemplate yourself on that internal realm. Um, your attitudes around change, uh, your life philosophy, awareness of what brings you stress, what brings you joy. So if you're working through that self-care worksheet, you're taking time for contemplation, for self-study, paying attention to what your habits are, uh, mental patterns, your conditioning. <clears throat> what intention 
are you starting every day with? So what paying attention to that. Um, can Are you living from a place of gratitude um, and choice and responsibility, like self-responsibility in how you create your life? Or are you... Um, how, do you have a victim mentality that life happens to you? Do you live um, <clears throat> in grief or fear or anger? Um, or can you come from a place of gratitude and love? So meditation, again, in that um, alpha, theta range. Um, <clears throat> we're using the time and space to focus um, just to show up with curiosity, to notice what our thoughts are, to have a focal point to keep the mind focused so that we can just sit back and kind of be a witness to that stream of thoughts, noticing what's bubbling up from, from the unconscious. So when we take those senses, those five senses that are usually externally focused to process stimulus and we turn them inward and notice um, notice. When we turn them off externally, we give the subconscious a chance to release, to clean, to get rid of some stuff. And so meditation is a practice of awareness of what's going on in our mental realm. To observe and let go and just watch that train of thoughts. Um, our conscious mind in meditation becomes, well, and outside of meditation, but particularly in meditation, the gatekeeper for our unconscious mind. And we can be aware of what, what bubbles up and what we allow um, the mind to focus on. And have, so having a mantra or um, a yantra, a mandala, focusing on a candle flame or focusing on a, the lake or a bowl of water or focusing even on the breath as your focal point and just giving yourself that time and space to pay attention. So even for the relatively inexperienced Meditation will produce a state of calmness um, that's reflected in decreased arousal of the brainwave activity, the appearance of alpha waves, and a tendency towards personal growth. So meditation is a wonderful practice to start being mindful, to start bringing awareness to what is happening in that mental realm, and to kind of detach from it and realizing that we are not our brain, we are not our mind, we are not the thoughts that constantly flow through it. The mind is just a tool, another tool, just like our body is. And that there is something deeper, there is uh, an essence in there that has the ability to watch the mind and not be, not be dragged along with the train of thoughts. We can actually sit back and just watch. Yoga Nidra, on the other hand, uh, is this bypassing of the usual sleep cycle. Nidra in Sanskrit means sleep, so yoga nidra is yogic sleep, um, and it's more of a surrender. So where meditation is very focused, very concentrated effort, withdrawal of the senses um, to pay attention, yoga nidra is more surrender to um, keeping the sense of hearing on, whether you're listening to a guided meditation or the voice of your teacher or, um, or you're at a, at a place where you can guide yourself through it. It is a surrender to maintaining the awareness in those states between um, dream and deep sleep. Um, it is giving the, the mind a chance to 
let the unconscious clear itself. And so it can be used as a self-therapy. Um, it can be used to create positive thought and habit creation, removal of negative thoughts and habits, elimination of psychosomatic diseases, so that when the mind causes issues in the body, so if you're chronically stressed or anxious and you're getting ulcers, um, Yoga Nidra is a wonderful, can be a wonderful therapy for uh, eliminating those psychosomatic diseases, for normalizing physiological or biochemical functions of the body, strengthening the immune system, and of course for spiritual growth. So how we use Yoga Nidra as a therapy is, um, or any yoga practice for that matter, is having an intention. A sankalpa is a Sanskrit word, or resolve. Uh, that imprinting of an idea to our unconscious and conscious mind. So with meditation, we are um, using sense withdrawal and creating a single point of focus. Where yoga nidra, we're staying connected to, our, to that guide or to to being guided through our body with a relaxed mind, with a with a resolve or an intention. Um, so meditation is more concentrated effort versus yoga nidra is more relaxation and surrender. So that being said, um, like I said, just limited, just barely skimming the surface of the differences between the two, um, I'd like to leave you with a guided meditation for yoga nidra. Um, two intentions for yourself. Um, ideally, you would have um, a pre-practice where you would bring the body to to um, a relaxed state. So you could use last week's podcast to do a little bit of the Soma Yoga and bring the body to stillness, release any kind of muscle tension um, so that you could come to stillness for Yoga Nidra. So laying on your back, um, you could put a blanket over the body so that you're not too cold or too, or too warm. Um, the intention is to not sleep throughout the practice, to stay connected to my voice, to just surrender to the process and to be guided through the different visualizations, to travel through the different layers of the body. So not to, not to fall asleep and not to move the body when at all possible. And just keep coming back to my voice if, uh, if I lose you at any point. Um, I really like to incorporate essential oils into my meditation and yoga nidra practices. So I have a blend right now that I am loving and using, that I've been using for the last year, which is um, wintergreen, sandalwood, Roman chamomile, and rose oil. And those oils, wintergreen is the oil of surrender. Sandalwood is the oil of devotion. Roman chamomile is the oil of uh, dharma or purpose. And rose is the oil of divine love. So you can um, use a drop of each of those, or if you had a 10 mil roller ball, um, my recipe in the roller ball would be um, five drops of wintergreen, 10 drops of sandalwood, five of Roman chamomile, and 10 of rose, and then I'd fill that up with a carrier oil, fractionated coconut oil. and I use that every morning before I do my meditation. And so it's important, whether you're doing meditation or, or yoga nidra, to have an intention to have a, a sankalpa, a resolve, 
Um, so for my meditation practice, it is surrender to what is with curiosity. Devotion to my practice and my purpose through love and reverence. Reverence being respect before mis mystery. Reverence is also a physical, dignified attention to the body, acknowledging that the sacred is already present. So this is something I mentally think about before I start my meditation practice. And then as far as the Yoga Nidra practice, uh, a positive statement that you would like to imprint in your conscious and unconscious mind. Um, so whatever you're using Yoga Nidra for. Um, so whatever is the primary focus or challenge in your life right now, you can create a positive statement around that. Um, and then use that to repeat whenever it's indicated throughout the practice. So, for example, if you were using it for spiritual growth, your statement could be something like, um, I live in connection, inspiration, and freedom. If you were using it for physical health, your resolve could be, I am healthy, rested, and relaxed. So finding something that resonates with what you're working with right now. So finding a place to be comfortable that is silent and quiet, uh, lying down on your back. So you could put a blanket beneath you, a blanket on top of you, um, so that your the back of your head, your neck, your spine is all in alignment. Uh, with the intention not to move as much as possible and not to sleep. So making all parts of your body from head to feet relaxed, ideally with um, some kind of pre-practice, Soma Yoga is ideal. Making any last minute movements to make yourself comfortable. If you carry back tension, you might want to bolster beneath your knees or you could do the practice with your legs um, at 90 degrees up over an ottoman or on the couch or coffee table. Somewhere where you can be um, undisturbed, quiet and still for the length of the practice. And starting to connect to your breath. Sensing where you feel the movement of the breath in the body. Inviting the breath deep into the belly. So that as you inhale, you're drawing that breath deep into the belly. The belly rises towards the ceiling. As you exhale, the belly falls. And we're going to use the mantra, So Hum, for this practice. So as you inhale, visualizing the breath entering your nostrils, drawing in from the space around your physical body, drawing down to the tip of your tail, mentally repeating, So. And mentally repeating, Hum, on the exhale, from the root, out through your nostrils and beyond into the space that surrounds your body.
As you inhale, so. Picture the breath feeding a glowing ball of light at the root. And this glowing ball brightens with each inhale. And continue this practice for a few minutes. I'll keep track of the time. Being a spectator of your thoughts, just stepping back. Continually bringing the focus back to the breath and the mantra. Inhaling so, exhaling hum. So hum. So hum. And if you've drifted away, I'm just coming back to the sound of my voice, coming back to your breath, the places the breath moves your body, and bringing to mind your intention or your resolve statement, and mentally repeating it to yourself three times. And then we'll start 
the journey through the physical body. So as I name each different place, each different part in the body, just simply bringing your mental awareness to that place for a moment, pausing briefly and then continuing on to the next part. So if it helps, you can picture a point of light at each of the places, just connecting mentally to that area of the body. Starting with the tip of the right thumb to the tip of the right index finger, tip of the middle finger, ring finger, and pinky finger to the base of the right thumb, base of the index finger, middle finger, ring finger, and pinky. To the palm of the right hand and the back of the hand, the wrist, forearm, elbow joint, upper arm, right shoulder joint, right side of the chest, right side of the abdomen, right hip, thigh, knee joint, shin, ankle, heel, the sole of the right foot, and the top of the right foot. Right big toe, second toe, third, fourth, and fifth. To the tip of the left thumb, the tip of the left index finger, middle finger, ring finger, and pinky. To the base of the left thumb, the base of the index finger, middle finger, ring finger, and pinky. The palm of the left hand and the back of the hand. Wrist, forearm, left elbow joint, upper arm, left shoulder joint, the left side of the chest, the left side of the abdomen, left hip, thigh, knee joint, shin, ankle, left heel, sole of the foot, and top of the foot, the left big toe, second toe, third, fourth, and fifth. To the top of the head, the forehead, right eye, left eye, and the brow point between, the right ear and the left ear, right nostril, and left, right cheek, 
left cheek, upper lip, lower lip, upper teeth, lower teeth, the roof of the mouth and the tip of the tongue, the chin and jaw, the front of the throat, right collarbone, left collarbone, right chest, left chest, and the breastbone between, the upper abdomen, the navel, lower abdomen, right groin, left groin, and the pelvic floor. To the crown of the head, the base of the skull, the back of the neck, the right shoulder and the left shoulder, the right shoulder blade and the left shoulder blade, and the space between the shoulders, middle back, lower back, right glute, left glute, and the perineum. And return your focus to your natural and quiet breath. Imagining an easy, gentle breath through both nostrils. Let your breath be spontaneous. Then continuing in stillness, simply imagining that you are breathing through alternating nostrils. Maintain your awareness and start counting each inhale and exhale, mentally following along as I start the countdown in reverse order from 27 down to 1. Left inhale 27, right exhale 27, right inhale 26, left exhale 26, left inhale 25, right exhale 25, right inhale 24, left exhale 24, left inhale 23, Right, exhale, 23. Continuing to alternate sides, mentally counting down all the way to zero.
After you finish counting, remain aware of your natural breath through both nostrils. Next, we will go to rotating visualizations, taking a moment to pause and picture each of the scenarios in your mind. Starting with a budding birch tree in the spring. A scraggle cedar tree worn on the shores of a lake. A tall and strong white pine growing from the face of a rocky cliff. A tamarack golden needles in the fall, and a mountain ash full of red berries. A white peony flower in bloom, a stalk of red gladiolus, blue morning glories on the vine, a field full of yellow sunflowers and a single black rose. A deer grazing with spotted fawns. A moose feeding in a pond. A stalking lynx. A fox with her kits playing. And a lone black bear. A soaring bald eagle, a squawking blue jay, a curious whiskey jack, and the song of a chickadee, a circling vulture, morning sunrise, the heat of midday sun. the orange sky at sunset, and a full moon, dark sky lit with stars, torrential rain, thunderstorm, ice break up in spring, winter snowfall, and summer heat. Ocean waves, Lake Superior with floating gulls, a pond with lilies, a mountainside waterfall, and a forest creek. Green mountains surrounding a valley, dense dark woods, an autumn canola field, a city park, and a flower garden. A Buddhist temple perched high in the Himalayas. A church with prayer inside. Mass in a mosque. A cremation fire. And a funeral burial. Bring back to mind 
your resolve or intention statement, repeating it mentally to yourself three more times. Taking pause and relaxing, maintaining your awareness of your natural breath, starting to become aware of your surroundings, the sense of clothes and blankets on your skin, sounds and smells in the room, and even the taste in your mouth. Allowing small movements back to fingers and toes. Taking a moment here to pause in appreciation for your practice and for the body that carries you. Namaste. Namaste.